brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to the Daily Smith Figures World Devotional Podcast, presented by myself, Victoria Iak. Thank you so, so much for joining us today, and without further ado, let us start with prayer. Father, like God, my dear King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we are about to read your word to study it, because we want to know you and we want to obey you. Lord, may your Holy Spirit direct this moment, that as we read your word, we may understand it, put it in practice, and follow you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, Amen. to of today's teaching is the elect of God. The elect of God. We are going to read Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 17 and our key verses will be verse 12 to 13. So let us start Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 17 and we are reading from the New King James Version as usual. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in, in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is in the Greek not Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you, so you also must do. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Let's go back to our key verses, verse 12 to 13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, as we previously said, the title of today's podcast is... The elect, the elect of God. So, um, first of all, many people misunderstand the term elect of God. Some take it to mean, um, once saved, always saved, and once saved, always right. Some people consider that being the elect of God means that 
They are special in the sense that they are always right. That whatever they do, even if it is sinful, they are right. In fact, today I read a post by someone. This person is openly living in sin. I, in sexual immorality, if you need me to precise the sin, more precisely homosexuality. And this person made like a long post on Facebook, uh, something like, I think it could look like three, two or three paragraphs. It was about the love of Jesus Christ. And this, to summarize the whole post, the person was saying that because Jesus loved him and died for his sins, he is free to continue living in sin. That is the false gospel, that's the gospel of hypergrace, which tells you that because Jesus died for your sins, you are free to continue to live in sin and you do not have to crucify the old man, you do not have to change, you can just continue living in sin because anyway other people sin too and Jesus already died for your sins so what's the point to if somebody was already punished for your sins what's the point to living right since Jesus loves you that's basically the gospel of hypergrace and the person summarized it so well I was like yeah this is actually the gospel of hypergrace I, I totally get like I, I from there I look at it and I see okay this is how the devil works this is what he tells people and this is somebody who believed the lie so well that he was able to construct like whole sentences and all the like about the love of Jesus about forgiveness about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins but the conclusion he spoils it all by saying that it means he's, he's, it means that Jesus is okay with him continuing to live in sin so that's a lie and we see that what we just read was about the old man and the new man we read verses about crucifying the old man dying to self dying to all those things that do not glorify god fornication uncleanliness evil desire covetousness anger wrath blasphemy all those things which filthy language some people are still living in filthy language all those things which do not glorify god life telling the verse 9 i know christian friends i have christian friends who are okay like completely okay with lying and when you tell them about it they say they had they had their private matters that they could not tell you what's if something is so private, tell the person it's private. I can't tell you about it. It's better to say it's private than to lie to the person because when you're lying, you're sinning. But when you say it's private, I can tell you, you are not sinning. So why choose the option of sin? I don't know. So basically, we have to crucify the old man. We should not live after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then the, the Bible was to say, he give us the character of the new man, who we are supposed to be in Christ Jesus, holy merciful, kind, full of humility, meekness, long-suffering, forgiving. This is just describing Jesus, aka we've been recreated in the image of Christ. We should start behaving like Christ. We should start having a Christ-like character. So that's it. So the elect, being an elect does not mean that God has said, okay, go on and continue sinning. No. Being an elect means that you continue pressing forward. You do not hold still, as written here, like in the Smith Figures, what devotional. You, you press forward. You do not hold still. You are always on the wing. You have the knowledge of the Word of God, and you know that being an elect means that you press forward. You are not backsliding. You are always moving forward. You burn every bridge behind you. You forget what is past, and you focus on your future in Christ, walking in Christ now. You, in, you refuse to endure sin or shady things. Everything which does not glorify God, basically, this is what you reject. This is what you throw away. This is what you cast out. This is what you refuse to live in. Because being an elect of God, you know that you are called to live a life of holiness. You are set apart to act different, to live different. 
So, um, we know that there will be a falling away. See Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three, and we know that people are going to be exposed. The false Christians, the true Christians, those that can be shaken, those that cannot be shaken, all that's going to show up. So you better make your decision right now and understand that being an elect of God does not mean that you are free to sin and do whatever you want and that you're going to be saved anyways. Being an elect of God means that he set you apart and he's enabled you, empowered you to live a pure and holy life in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll get back to like just a few words about forgiveness. Uh, just a few words about forgiveness here because... Um, a key verse had that in it. Verse 12 through 13. Therefore, I say, elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Notice that, as brethren in Christ, the devil will try to separate. And. There's already a normal separation which is between the Christian and the non-Christian because you have chosen to serve God and not chosen to serve God. And at times they may, more often than not, they will be willing to persecute you, you know. Uh, that one is normal separation. But now I'm talking about like, I'm trying to like, in this moment, I want to talk specifically about brothers and sisters in Christ. You both serve Jesus. You both gave your life to Christ. You both want to walk in his ways. You both reading your Bibles every day, doing what you should do to grow in the Lord. And the devil will come and bring that spiritual warfare. You should, in fact, watch the spiritual warfare apostolic training by uh, my pastor, Pastor Gary Blake. Um, yeah, you should definitely watch it. And yeah, the devil will come and he will come and he will try to divide you, the brethren in Christ, so that love and unity will not show among you. That's like where you have to really choose to apply grace. To apply forgiveness, the term forgiveness here, choosing here is like, let's go to the strong Greek word here. We're talking about charizomai, uh, to show favor, to give freely. So here you are extending a favor, a grace. It's really not something that someone deserves. You do it for free. It's not based on merit. Um... It's not because a person asks for forgiveness or because a person deserves forgiveness. You're just exercising grace like God gives grace when he pardons someone. So the same way that Christ forgave us, we should also forgive one another. And it would be very necessary if you want to keep on moving forward with your brothers and sisters in Christ. If not, all the time you'll be breaking friendships, creating you, breaking friendships, creating you because you are not able to practice forgiveness. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but I'm just trying to like say that it's a decision. It's like when God decides that he forgives you, he does not talk about feelings here. He makes a decision. He declares it. This is something that God revealed to me that when he speaks it, it comes to pass. It's the same way that you decide that you, you decide it, you speak it forward and it comes to pass. You choose to forgive someone. Um, it's the spirit who leads and... If the feelings have to follow, they will follow. But first thing, the spirit leads, you declare with the word and you believe it. And if the feelings have to follow, they will follow. But it's not the feelings that should lead you, it's the word of God that should lead you. I hope this helps someone. So we'll close here with this quote by Smith Wigglesworth. Um, God wants us to be built upon the foundation of truth so that we cannot be shaken in our minds no matter what comes. 
God wants us to be built upon the foundation of truth so that we cannot be shaken in our minds no matter what comes. So, um, let us pray. Father, like God Almighty, I pray for whoever is listening to this. I pray that as elect of God, that the person who is listening to this will show holiness, will put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, will bear with other brothers and sisters in Christ, and even with unbelievers, forgiving people, just as Christ forgave. I pray for the person listening to this, that you strengthen your bonds with other brothers and sisters in Christ, true love, which is the bond of perfection. I pray that the peace of God may rule in your hearts, that you help them to walk in thankfulness and gratitude, that you, that you open their eyes that they see whenever they are at risk of walking in the flesh and that they should refuse to walk in the flesh but choose to walk in the spirit. And I pray that the word of Christ may dwell richly in them in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace from your very hearts and in your hearts to the Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you help them, that for the, every time that they have to send the will of God for their lives, that they remember that whatsoever they do in word or in deed, they should do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Christ. So, Lord, I pray that you help them to choose always the option which is going to glorify your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for listening from the from start to finish, from the beginning to the end. If you've been uh, edified by this teaching, subscribe and share this on social media. Subscribe so that you receive notifications when there's a new uh, podcast episode share so that you edify other people through this and also make yourself available tomorrow to listen to the next episode by god's grace it's one new episode every single day by the grace of the lord and finally if you have prayer requests or testimonies or questions you can contact me on instagram or on facebook dr victoria e. so thank you so much god bless you and goodbye